episode number 218 i'm tyler and i'm steven and we're your home for all things xbox and we'd love to have you come join our community the easiest way to do that head on over to generationxbox.com where you can get uh a bunch of news articles opinion pieces and reviews as well as links to all of our socials so you can follow us on facebook at generation xbox forums and Twitter at Generation X underscore box, as well as on Discord, which you can get links from GenerationXbox.com and then the Facebook and Twitter accounts. You can also shoot us mail or an email at mail at GenerationXbox.com. And we'd love to have you come take part in our community. A lot of great conversations going on there. And it's the easiest way for you to ask questions, which will be read on the show, uh, which could be read on the show. And you're entered if it's read on the show to win an xbox gift card and this is the episode where we're announced a winner for last month so if you want to have a chance at that make sure you join one of the communities and and shoot those questions in because you know if they get asked you can win all right thank you and uh again uh, patreon.com slash generation xbox if you want to help support the show for as little as two dollars a month it goes a really long way and it's super super appreciated so if you choose to do that, uh, we will be your best friends forever and be super thankful. Stephen, how was your week? Not bad, not bad. So the early part of the week, I, I was playing Desperados 3, uh, the game yeah. I, I just reviewed. I finished the review on, on Wednesday and got it out. I very much enjoyed that game. Um, I had never played a, a game like that. It's... Uh, you know, you basically have to, like, sneak through the levels by controlling the five different characters. And sometimes you're not controlling all five, but you have to sneak through the levels and take out the guards to get to wherever you need to do or whatever the objective is. And it was, like, it was a blast. It was really fun to, you know, figure out what you need to do and then do it. And when you, you know, successfully use the, the showdown mode to, like, give actions to all five characters and they implement it at once and you take out a bunch of different guards like it feels really good so so go check my full review out there at generationxbox.com um, but yeah I, I very much enjoyed that game and i was kind of sad to see it end you know and there's a lot of replayability and i haven't gotten back to it yet because we've been playing halo tyler um we we finished Halo 2, we skipped Halo 3 because we played it a gazillion times and went to yeah. Halo 4. And both of us, I think, well, I did at least, I did not enjoy my time with that game. With like, 4? Yeah. Yeah, I did not either. And I don't know what it was exactly, but man, 4 into 5, the weapons play differently in 5. The environments, I feel, are just much better put together. The enemies are better. Uh, everything across... Four into five just is better in five. And although I did, you know, I stand by what I said last week where, you know, the ending of four is very good and a pretty powerful video game, you know, ending. But gameplay in five, it's so far superior in my eyes. I just, you know, and I, I love the multiplayer in five. I've defended the multiplayer many, many, many a time, you know. Um, but, uh, I think overall the game's just much stronger. Uh, Halo 5 versus 4. Uh, we didn't play 3, but 3 is really good, and, and it's a pretty short campaign. So, But I do remember it really well. And I think up next we're going to do Reach, yeah? So. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, jumping from like hey, Reach was obviously the last game Bungie made before four, mm-hmm. um, but I remember the gameplay and it, it plays the same as you know Halo one through three, yeah. um, and one was the the weakest of the group just because it's the oldest. You know they improved mm-hmm. upon everything as the game went on, um, besides the Magnum being the greatest gun in the world back then. Mm-hmm. But anyways, like Halo four just felt off and it, it didn't have the like you said it, it wasn't as good as five the gunplay and the movement and everything and it was. The enemies were bullet sponges, even on easy, yeah. which we ended up turning down to because we were just like, "Screw this, let's get this done." Um, yeah. And and yeah, but I've 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 quite enjoyed my time with with Halo Five so far. We're I, I've never actually beaten the campaign, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, but we're you know through I think mission ten or eleven, so we don't have yeah, that about, much further to go. We're about two thirds through, three quarters maybe. So yeah. Yeah, the I, one thing I will say for four, I do remember having very fond memories of the uh, having a good time with four's multiplayer, in particular the maps. I, I did enjoy those and some of the special weapons you can get and play around with. So those I liked and and I had a lot of fun with that. But I think that's what I ended up doing. And if you remember, Halo Four famously suffered from um, you know the the multiplayer was really strong early, but then two weeks after it came out, Call of Duty came out and everybody left. Mm. And no one went back to it. So Halo's online community like just dropped off a cliff after about two to three weeks. And they never really saw it bounce back. And they worked really hard in 5 to sort of correct that. And I think they did in many ways. So you know, Halo 5's multiplayer is still pretty healthy you yeah. know, in terms of, of player, a player base. So I just want to see that continue on with a few tweaks and improvements in Infinite. But then just really get the story right. I think that's what people really want more than anything. Get the campaign piece right and keep making multiplayer really fun. So, Yeah, I think there's a chance that it won't matter what Halo 4 and 5 story is. They might retcon it all and go to the end of 3. Um, or, or somewhere like that. So we'll see. But I am excited. You know, We'll talk a little bit about when we think the we're going to see a lot on Halo Infinite later in the show. But yeah. Yeah. No, but that's, I mean, besides besides the, the games, I mean, Tyler, we watched a couple movies, Did you? but did, before that, did. did you play anything, like, this week? Well, we played Madden, and, mm. man, uh, I, I, I won both games, Steven, I didn't have uh, a whole lot of fun either. <laughs> um, it was weird. It was just weird playing that game. Um, but uh, other than that, now I played a little bit of golf this week. Um, what else did I play? That might be it. Oh, and I tried a Madden franchise, and that went horribly wrong. Yeah. Like three quarters in. So, I don't know. I'm just ready for Madden 21. Hoping it's better. So, but uh, movies, yeah. So, we watched a... We we did the thing where we're like, let's watch a movie and talk about it while we're, you know, just BSing and party. So, we had to do the trick where you line up where it's at and streaming. And we picked one off of HBO Max, yeah? Yeah, and you know, horror movies seem to work the best with that because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's there's a lot of you know you don't have to really worry about the story so much, especially towards the mid to end ending. So we, you know we went with a horror movie, and we we picked Ready or Not because we've heard kind of good things, and and I very much enjoyed it. I wouldn't call it a horror movie by any stretch. It was kind of a slasher film, um, barely, but it, it was fun. I very I very much enjoyed it, and it like. I found myself laughing at parts that I don't think I was supposed to laugh at, but it was yeah. just so dumb 
<laughs> so it's funny. Um, maybe I'm a monster. I don't know. Yeah, but, good cast. Um, the premise was a little weird, although they did, at least they did a good job of thinking of all the things people are going to call out as being really dumb plot holes right away and kind of find ways to fill them in. Um, yeah. Premise is really interesting uh, for a horror movie, I guess. And, you know, I don't know. It wasn't that scary. No. Like, there weren't that many tense moments. Um, but a couple gory scenes. And especially at the end. But the gore at the end was more funny than anything. Yeah. It reminded me a bit of the ending to um, Kingsman. In a lot mm. of ways. Mm. If you've ever seen that. If you haven't, you should. Yeah. The movie's fantastic. Two different yeah. types of movies, but... Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, I would say kind of different uh, types. But, but... But yeah, this movie was good. I, it's And it's something I probably never would have watched. Um, if we hadn't just been like, hey, let's just watch some, you know, horror movie. So, yeah, I mean, it was on my list because I had heard good things. And I, even when I saw the trailer before I heard good things, like I was like, this kind of looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I heard some good things from, from people and I was like, okay, so it got added. And then, you know, I remembered it last night when we or yesterday when we were searching and I was like, all right, let's do that. And then you agreed and we watched it. So if you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. If it's on HBO Max, you don't have to pay for anything extra if you already have that um but tyler there was another movie that came out this weekend that we both watched two separately i watched it last night you watched it this morning uh and that was hamilton what what did you think of that movie so surprisingly i liked it i didn't think i would and not because um you know i'm not into history or anything I, i definitely am it's just i'm not a musical person um generally don't like musicals very much Especially not ones that are almost three hours long. But after I got through the first half hour to 45 minutes, it really started growing on me. And I and I very much enjoyed the second half of it, for sure, if not more than that. So, yeah, I, I would also say the second half um, was better than the first half. But I was hooked from the very beginning. I mean, I'm a huge, I love musicals, like, I'm not gonna lie. Um, very much enjoy it, but from the very beginning, like, the music and the the costumes and the whole set piece, like, it, it just hooked me. Like, it, it, it's really well done and worth a, worth a watch. Like, I, I will probably re-watch the movie slash play before the end of July, if not the end of the week. <laughs> not, not gonna lie. But, yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, if you have Disney Plus, you need to go watch it. Yeah, I would highly recommend it. And, you know, for all the hype, I think it deserves a watch. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. Nobody's obligated to like it, right? But uh, give it a watch. See if you do. I really didn't think I would, but I was like, ah, what the heck, you know? Um, Because really, once, like, live sports come back in two weeks... To three weeks, I'm going to be... That's going to take up a lot of my viewing time. So if I'm ever going to watch something like that, it's going to be right now. Yeah. And so why not do it? And yeah, I ended up enjoying both things. So yeah, you know, everybody out there, expand, do different things, watch different things. You never know. And for... I'm just worried now that all the people that I know that have seen Hamilton and make it sound like it's the greatest thing in, in the world and I kind of roll my eyes at it just because of how hyped they get over it. I'm going to have to go and now be like, yeah, you're right. It's actually kind of good. 
but that's okay. So, yeah, that's, uh, Steven, we did say we're going to co-watch, um, episode nine at some point. Eventually. Yeah. Though I'm regretting saying that now. You should, probably, because, yeah, it's, man, I have a feeling that movie's going to get worse with every viewing. Yeah, I haven't seen it since theaters. Okay. So, yeah, that'll be something to look forward to. Oh, <laughs> in a way. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's been the week, and Fourth uh, of July was this weekend. Hope everybody had a good and safe one. And uh, yeah, my it's it's always rough for my dog Stephen. He he does not like the fireworks. Yeah, and they started up at about eh, ten o'clock last night. And yeah, he was running, and he'd run someplace and like sit there and shake, and then another one would go off, and he you know in his mind that place isn't safe anymore. So he runs somewhere else and shakes and then another one and it's just always a rough, you know, half hour to 45 minutes uh, on the 4th with him. Whereas my previous dog, like, didn't care. Like, you could, there'd be bombs going off outside and the dog would just be like, eh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But what got him was, like, the beep. So, like, when the uh, fire extinguisher battery is dying... I mean, that is really annoying. Smoke detector, yeah. So I can Um, can get... I I understand that. Yeah, but that, like, really hurt his ears, that sound. So he would just sit there and, like, shake. Um, But the the fireworks never really did anything to him. So this one, though, definitely uh, terrified of them. So, but anyway, I hope everybody had a good fourth. Uh, Safe fourth, happy fourth, all that good stuff. And uh, let's talk about some video games here uh, this week and there are a few stories that we want to hit on and let's start with uh steven who i think might be the new bond villain in video games 2k and it's it's a that is a title ea's held for a long time but 2k is doing their best so they announced that for nba 2k 21 that game not only will not be utilizing smart delivery so you're going to have to buy the current gen and next gen versions of the game. Also, if you get that next gen version, it's 70 bucks instead of 60. So, I am much more upset about one of these things than I am the other. But Stephen, I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, let's start with the smart delivery piece. Yeah. So, yeah, they're not utilizing smart delivery. Um, I think that is kind of crappy um of them especially when there's a lot of you know companies that are including ea is at least doing something like that now with 2k if you buy the like a hundred dollar edition you do get the next gen edition for free um but the basic edition um but everything carries over like your your vc your virtual currency and your like your 2k points or whatever they're called um all of that stuff will carry Mm -hmm. over it's just you don't get the upgraded version of the game and from the way they're making it sound that is that you know they're not going to be the exact same game there will be upgrades on the series x like it won't just it won't just be a straight like port with a little bit of of better looking Mm -hmm. stuff it's going to be a full like upgrade but you know cyberpunk's supposed to have a full upgrade and they're doing smart delivery so yeah i think it's just 
it's not surprising it's 2k these are the same people that you know put basically like casino slot machines in the game and also commercials in the game in you know before game so again not surprising kind of crappy um and yet i think we're going to see a few other companies do this and it's going to be more publisher than than devs for sure First of all, on the smart delivery thing, the 2K is really, I think, testing the limits of their uh, fan base's patience. After, like you said, they had the slot machine thing and then the commercials. I didn't even hate the commercials as much. Were they permanent or were they just limited limited time? I think they were permanent. Okay. That's a little worse. But I do remember the commercials were right around the time when the game was like $5, right? I think it was $2. Or something like that. Yeah, super cheap. And they took a chance. They took advantage of getting an increased audience to get some advertising revenue. And you know, they're not the first people to ever do that. So, it doesn't make it right, though. It doesn't make it consumer friendly. But this is America. Not everything's consumer friendly, I guess. Uh, the, but I do think they're testing the limits. And this is just an example of them not being aware of what's happening around them. Now, if it's two different games. In various subtle ways. Come out and say that. But they're not. They're just saying, hey, this is, you know, to get the next gen version, you either need to buy the $100 version of this game or you're going to pay, you're going to buy it separately for 70 bucks instead of 60 I just think that, you know, we live in a time now where the, this is very... The consumer marketplace is very different than it was even seven years ago when the, these current-gen consoles were rolling out. Social media is a much more powerful force now, and we can argue the good and bad of that. That's a whole other episode for a whole other time because some things about it are really good and some things about it are really bad. But the, the reaction and the ability for consumers to talk directly to companies is much greater now than it was last time we rolled out a next-gen console. And to do stuff like this is going to draw a backlash that they aren't familiar with. I think they're thinking it's just going to be business as usual, like always, with a next-gen system. And I don't think it's going to be that way. Now, that said, sports communities tend to be the most loyal, pissed-off fan bases you'll ever have. Because they'll be really pissed, but then they'll go buy the game. Stephen, we've done it many a time with yeah. other franchises like Madden and Chell and whatever, right? The one, the one franchise that's never made me mad in sports is MLB. Oddly enough, and that'll be on Xbox next year. Yay! Um, Tiger Woods never really did either, I guess. But uh, those games, the others though, Madden's definitely had some down years. Chell, my goodness, NHL 15 almost killed that series. So, I don't know. I, I think it's a bad move to do what they're doing here. So, the other thing, the $70 instead of 60 This one, I don't mind as much. And I know there are arguments against it. And there are arguments against it. But all of them fall, or not all, most of them, fall into the realm of companies have enough money already. Easy for us to say that, right? The production costs of making a game have gone up dramatically. They just have. 
the revenue from game sales hasn't gone up dramatically unless you're um, GT5 or Skyrim and just find ways to sell the same game multiple times on different things. The So I'm not as upset about the $70 price point. I figured this might be coming. It's been 15 years since we've seen video games go up in price. That's a long time. What else has held the same price point for 15 years? You know, I just... I, I'm not as upset about it. Steven, your take? Yeah, um... I guess it's... It's hard to get mad at, at you know, a $10 increase. I, I thought it might be more, to be honest. I thought we could see a 20 um, to 80 this gen. But, you know, $10, it does add up. But there seems to be, like... With, especially with single-player games right now. You know, if you don't buy the game right away, if you can wait, you know, and you wait, like, a month or two, the game drops it, it, sometimes half half price. You know, you'll see it on sale. Um, or it will just drop altogether. Like, you can, if you're good not buying a game day one, you can save some money by just not buying it day one. You know, um, waiting for the sales. Uh, as well as, you know, game pa- or if you're game sharing, um, that's another way. To, to save a little bit of dollars, you know, if you, you have a friend or, you know, a family member that games, you know, game share with them, and then you cut down your purchases in half, especially if they like the same stuff you do, or if you are like me and Tyler and you just buy everything. Yeah. Um, so that's another way, and I think this, like, increases the value of things like Game Pass, you know? I mean, sure it's, it it's... Absolutely. I could see Game Pass going up to $20 a month by next gen at some point, it's very possible, but, you know, the fact that you get a bunch of free games on there, especially first-party stuff, and mm-hmm. it, it pays for your Xbox Live as well, like, it, to me, that's super worth it. So, I would actually like to see, though, as much as I'm not opposed to games going up by 10 bucks, I would personally love them to stay 60, don't get me wrong, but I'd like to see a slight discount for buying something digitally, because you're eliminating so many of the middleman costs, you know, the packaging, the... Printing of the disc, blah, blah, blah. It's just a download. So, even if it's just 65 instead of 70 I think that would be a nice gesture to gamers. And companies want people to buy things digitally. Because one thing companies hate a lot, these publishers, is the used game marketplace. And people buying things digitally takes that away. So, give incentive to people to buy things digitally by making it a little bit cheaper. I'd like to see that. Won't ever happen, but I'd like to see it. Yeah. So, all right. Let's uh, let's move on into the world. Let's go with Madden, Steven. Let's just get all the sports game stuff out of the way and all the pissed off sports game fans. So, Madden listed a put out a list this week of features that you can expect to see in their franchise mode for Madden 21. And the list was not exactly, shall we say, impressive. Tons of tiny, not even tons. What was there was tiny tweaks for the most part. And it resulted in a significant backlash on social media. Like I just said, social media has, a, has changed the way fans interact with publishers and developers. So, Stephen, your take on this. When's the last time you played a full franchise mode of a sports game? Uh, not that long ago, I used to play through FIFA all the time. Um, That's true, yeah, you do. Okay. And I play through my career in, in um, 
the golf club, and I play where I'm playing four rounds attorney, um, you know, like real golf. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it hasn't been that long at all. Like, I used to play Madden campaign or franchise, I mean, all the time. Um, and then, you know, I just have stopped playing Madden together. And the last time I played Madden, it was uh, Ultimate Team. But, sure. like, the show, yeah. when I was playing that, it, I mean, it, I was playing a lot of Diamond Dynasty last year. But previous mm. years, it was Road of the Show instead because Road of the Show yeah. is just really well done. Madden doesn't have a really good creative player, so that sucks. <laughs> no. So, hey, this year, though, you can play two seasons of college football, Steven. Cool. Yeah. Which of the eight teams, or is it eight or ten, will you be? I don't know. I don't even know the eight to ten teams. I, uh, it's Florida, Oregon, Oklahoma. Um, there's a couple of big ten teams there, Nebraska. And is USC else. there? Yeah, USC is there. Hmm, then maybe them if I play the game. Yeah. Okay. Um, after last night of playing Madden 20, I'm hard-pressed <laughs> to say I'm going to. Yeah. But I, we've had this argument before. I mean, it's been a year. But you were you were saying, you know, if you don't like Ultimate Team, just don't play it. And I, I remember you saying that. And it yeah. might have been a bonus Patreon episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but And I made the argument that, you know, that's all well and good if they actually put effort into their single-player stuff. And, yeah. the, you know, Fix Madden Franchise hashtag being the number one trend in the U.S. a couple days ago. Like, they don't put the majority no, they, of their game yeah. work into anything but Ultimate Team. So you're paying yeah. $60, and if 2K has their way and the games go up to $70, you are paying $70 for... If you like franchise for a mode that's like half baked that hasn't changed in six seven years, so here's the thing: like I don't, I still say they don't put everything into Ultimate Team. I think that is that important to them. Obviously, it is. It makes them the most money, right? And that's never going to change. And you know, it sucks, but it just kind of is what it is at this point. The thing is with franchise for me: what do people want that's going to make franchise better? And that's not a, like, condescending question. Like, oh, well, you say you want stuff. Well, what is it? You know? It's a legit question. Like, what should be there that will make it better? Because I don't care about the stuff like the crib from 2K5. You know? Don't care. Like, a lot of people do. I don't. What I want them to fix is gameplay. Because if you fix stupid gameplay things, like some things we saw last night. So last night, Steve threw a pass that... My defender has his back to him the whole time, and at the super last second, just throws his hands up and picks it off. That's... I didn't do anything special to earn that. That's just random crap in the game that probably shouldn't exist. And that's the stuff for me. Like, you fix that. You make every mode better. And... But I want to know, like... And this isn't a question necessarily for you, Stephen, but just for our fans out there. Because I am I love Madden. And I know a lot of our fan base does. So, what do you want to see in franchise? Like, let us know. Tweet at us. Well, at boy. X underscore box. Do I yeah. have a list for you? Because I've Go pulled for this it. up Yeah, already. I want to hear it. Go for so, it. here's the list. People want the ability to call plays and then watch the plays simulated. Similar to what the NFL head coach franchise used to have. And that was a great franchise. And I loved that So, is that, that like stuff. in practice mode? No, in games. You call a play and you sim. Like, it's the same, like, out of the park, you know? Same type of thing. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. Okay. 
the ability to watch the game from the broadcast cam, the okay. ability like better stat tracking, um, in-depth scouting, the coaching carousel, training camp, improved CPU trade and signing logic, rookie mini camp, and create a team. These are all on like Forbes put an article out or someone on mm-hmm. Forbes wrote an article about this stuff, and that's just you know, and they've been pining for this stuff for for a while now, yeah. and none of it ever gets added and. EA made the NFL head coach game because in, uh, I think it was Madden 20, or like the 20th anniversary, whatever year that oh, was. Matt, the, you're talking Madden 25 from back in 13. Yeah. yeah. Um, they If you bought the Super Special Edition, you got head coach packaged yeah, in. Like it, yep. um, and I've, I've played both head coach games. They're great. And, but I like the sim the sim stuff. Like And I think people want that in the game. And it doesn't get added because... Mm. They spend so much time on, like, they they make gameplay changes. I mean, they added the X-Factor stuff last year, and who knows what they're going to do for 21. like X-Factor, though. Right, but the, they the do stuff like that, and then they figure out the way to milk the most amount of money off Ultimate Team, and they don't mm-hmm. fix the stuff that's like franchise, and those are your hardcore players. And the, and the reality is, like, I don't play franchise in Madden, really. We'll do a connected franchise this year for our community. So if you're interested in that, tweet at us, direct message us, send us an email, whatever. But other than that, I don't really do franchise. But I know that the majority of players that play the game do that. They play franchise. So I think the list you just listed off, Stephen, those are easy fixes, relatively. Um, I don't think anything in there is too substantial it's not like you're blowing up the mode you're just tweaking things and adding things yeah and so according to why some of those couldn't be entered added this year but they said they're they're gonna basically basically their statement was we're gonna do what we can this year but you know more so years down the road yeah and um the the same forbes article said that one former madden dev um, told them that there, there are people that still work on the game that could turn franchise mode into something amazing with very lit- limited resources, but they're just not allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not allowed to do that part. And that, you know, that's embarrassing, but it's not surprising because so these people the only we've, care we've about never, their ultimate team. We've never asked this question on the show. So, do you think that there's a fear internally? And we don't have any inside information on this, everybody, so this is all speculation, but... Do you think there's any fear on that team of, like, if we make franchise too good and too fun, people won't play Ultimate Team? Probably, but I think that fear is unfounded because I agree. the people that want the franchise mode, they want to basically be a head coach and, and basically be able to play something like you're out of the park baseball or you're like hockey manager or... Um, Oh, the, the soccer one. That's probably the biggest game. The head coach. And people love that stuff. But these are not, like, all All you have to do to make sure people play Ultimate Team is to keep the legends and past great players there. Which, yeah. there are people that want to just build the coolest players of across, you know, the generations in football. And, you know, if you don't have that in, in the franchise mode, which you don't really even need in the franchise mode, you want... I feel like franchise players want to play the current and then into the future, and they don't care about having Michael Vick as their quarterback throwing to Randy Moss and Jerry Rice. You know, I, I think they're two separate point. groups of people that play that. And I can see the people that play franchise right now 
already not playing Ultimate Team. They're just mm-hmm. focused on that. They just want it better. And I, I feel like there's probably a good chunk of players that do like playing franchise mode. See, I bet, that are I bet there's... a If Ultimate Team's your favorite, you're probably pouring the most time into that, right? Because in order to stay competitive, you have to. Um, however, I think... You know, it, it's possible to love Ultimate Team and play something like what we do with Connected Franchise and whatnot. But... If you're a hardcore franchise, you're probably spending most of your time there, and you probably dabble in Ultimate Team a little bit, but probably just do it single player. And that's cool. Um, but yeah, I think they, they have a ways to go to, to take care of their fans here, and, I, and but it's not big things, so just do it. Take care of your fans, and I think it'll go a long, long way. You don't have to do it all this year, but give them something, and give them a roadmap for what that's going to look like. So, all right. Uh, sticking with the idea of sports one last time, everybody, we promise it's time for our eSports segment of the week brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.ag, your home for uh, all things eSports, simulated sports, and uh, actual sports betting, among many others. Just head on over to BetOnline.ag today. Sign up today. It's easy. And take part. So we are going to talk about a couple of different matchups here that you can go and look at right on the site. Let's start with simulated football from Madden NFL uh, 20. Starting with the Cleveland Browns visiting the New Orleans, or sorry, the New Orleans, the New England Patriots. Cleveland is a five-point underdog heading into this game. Stephen, your thoughts? Can the Browns, the video game Browns, um, handle a five-point uh, underdog with five points and come away against the Patriots on top? Yeah, I, I actually do think they can. Because mm-hmm. um, on paper, you know, people thought the Browns would be halfway good. You know, playoff bound, potentially. Um, I don't know which, like, what their current rating is in Madden. But, like I said, on paper, people thought good, highly of them. Um, so, I, I could see them maybe beating the spread. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would not bet on this game, is what I'm getting at. Um, but I do, pro- I'm going to put my money on the Patriots if I was betting. To beat five points For like and an win by winner. a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Yep, same here. So I would take the Patriots to win the game. I think, though, that that five points that the Browns are getting, i like them to lose by a field goal or in a really weird scenario come out on top. So I'm going to go with the Browns in this one as well. But they, they just have a roster that's really good in video game form. And the Patriots this year, they're still good in Madden. Just not what they once maybe were. All right, let's head over to Real Sports. You want to talk about the NHL? We're hitting one NHL series a week. And we have this week the Jets and the Calgary Flames. Uh, the Jets with, you know, a pretty high-powered offense and, and pretty good goaltending. The Flames with one of the most dynamic players in the game and Johnny Goudreau. But, uh, you know, some iffy other things. They, they were really good last year. And then this year, sort of back and forth. Flames are a favorite ever so slightly at minus 120 in the five-game series. Stephen, your thoughts? Yeah, this this is a tough one. Um, Gaudreau's really good. The Jets used to be really good, but they've kind of fallen off some for some reason. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's no one's been able to figure out why, you know? They, they had that one season where, like, they were the hottest team in hockey, you know? Um, that was, of course, the year the Wild got him in the first round. Yay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you guys. Um, it was for all five games. <laughs> but, 
But Patrick Laney, um, you know, Shifley and, and Wheeler, they're all like yep. really good. And then all, but all, and you know, Hellebuck used to be like one of the better goaltenders, and then it just all fell apart. And I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. why. So yeah, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the Flames here. Gaudreau, Chuck, Backlund, you know, they're good, mm-hmm. and they got. I mean, they don't have great goaltending. I, I, I'm not a fan they of Cam don't. Talbot. They let Mike. They basically traded Mike Talbot or Cam Talbot for Mike Smith, and I just don't understand that move. I mean, they didn't trade him; it was free agency. But I, mean, I would much rather have Mike Smith in that equation. Yeah. So that's me. Uh, I'm man. This is a really tough one. I like the Flames because of Gaudreau. I, I'm not a Flames fan. I'll be honest. I love Johnny Gaudreau though. That kid is really good, and he's just super fun to watch. It's it's almost like having a player I love end up on the Yankees, um, a team that I don't love at all. But yeah, it's they're good. Flames ever so slightly here. The Jets are good. I think if the Jets had Dustin Bufflin and he hadn't just walked away from hockey um, last year, I think that might have swung it a little bit, but. Uh, Jets are still good. I think I can see this one easily going five, but I like the Flames in those five. Yeah, that's me. All right, so we find it here real quick. There we are. Uh, there's no shortage of action going on. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online Sports, are slowly making their way back. The UFC's back. NASCAR, soccer, and golf. Bet Online has it all, and there's baseball. Hockey and basketball right around the corner. Battleline has all the best odds and lines for the upcoming matches this weekend and beyond. If you need more, Battleline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every single day live for you to check out. If you're looking for something other than sports, Battleline has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Just visit betonline.ag or use your mobile device and join now. Receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today at Betonline. Your online sports book experts. All right, Stephen. Now let's talk about some good news video games. Uh, Xbox gave us a hint this week as to when we might see the July event. And the week of July 20th, starting on the 21st, or maybe starting the 20th, uh, they're offering a bunch of game demos for... Uh, smaller games, indie games. So don't think you're getting game demos of AAA stuff here. But it's 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 their way of saying, hey, E3 is not happening this year. Part of the fun of E3 is getting to go and play these things and get your hands on with them. And we want to give you that in a digital, stay-at-home, social distancing kind of way. So they're doing that. And it's really cool. I think it's awesome. Um, but it also gives us a hint of when the show might be for Xbox, and a lot of people are now targeting July 23rd. Stephen, your thoughts on that? Yeah, so it starts on the 21st. Um, I know okay. it's a, it's weird because it's a Tuesday, not a Monday. But yeah, that's when you can download the Summer Games Fest demo event. Um, there'll be a bunch of, they say, 60 brand new games on the Xbox. But they're not normal demos, so be you know be warned of that. You're not getting the full product. So I think this is... I'll say a little ballsy because, you know, when we we learned last year when we went to E3, you know, we see games and we understand they're not in their final stages. Yes. But but a lot of gamers tend to tend to think that whatever they're seeing, 
you know, even if the game doesn't release for two years, is the final product. And honestly, yeah. that thought process doesn't make sense to me because if the game was ready two years away, why wouldn't it just come out then? It'd be out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously the games are, should potentially work smooth, right? Because they're trusting enough yeah. to put up on for everyone to play. But if something breaks and, like, doesn't work, don't think that the game's going to suck just because, it, you know, there's an error in the mm-hmm. game. Like, it's a it's a demo. Think of it like a, like a pre-alpha, probably. Yeah. Or maybe even a beta a little bit. But I'd say this it's probably closer to an alpha. Except in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, and it's just an idea. It's to give you an idea of what the spirit of the game will be. And... This is awesome that this is being shared with fans. I hope, because when E3 talks about ways to incorporate fans more, this is how I hope they do it. Like, let fans at home have digital playthroughs of of some games. Why not? Like, I I think some of the other ways that they're trying to make it fan-centric might not be good for the event and what the spirit of the event is, but I think this is awesome. This is a way that you can do that. And this is what I want to see. I hope this isn't just a one-year thing, Stephen. I hope this is like a the beginning of something new. Yeah, and I think it's it's just going to depend on what the reactions are to this. I mm-hmm. I really hope that like if you're listening and you you decide to check these games out, which I I think you should because you might find something yeah. that surprises you. For instance, like Chris Tales will be one of the games that you can play a demo Man, of. That game was impressive. Um, and yeah, and it was one of my highlights of last year's E3, and I can't wait to get my hands on it, um, to play a little bit of it, but. Do like please don't send hateful messages to the devs or whatever saying this game's garbage, you know, because then they're not going to do stuff like this. And this is really cool. And mm-hmm. like you know, go check out like just type Summer Game Fest demo event Xbox and and find it on Xbox.com. Like there are a lot of really cool looking games, and it, that's yes. just a drop in the pan of what what they're trying to have up to like a hundred different games. But a couple yeah. ones that are are I'm super high on that i really want to try besides chris tales is um hellpoint which is like a action rpg mm-hmm. um and the veil like another action action yeah. game so yeah i i really do hope you're right and i hope this kind of happens going forward into the future um where even if you can't go to something like the xbox game fest um yep. you can still kind of take part in it at home i just think it's all going to depend on fan reaction and how well they're not crappy yeah so, about it you know you know the statement this is why we can't have nice things yeah don't like, don't don't make that be the, the thing here okay everybody be nice play nice like this is something above and beyond i'm glad xbox is behind it um and it's in conjunction with jeff Keeley and, and summer games fest that's awesome so cool i wonder Stephen, how much this is also a bit of an ad for um game pass a little bit. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting if a lot of these games end up on Game Pass. And I think a lot of them might. I imagine they will. I don't know if right away, but we've seen again this week that, you know, devs make more money when their games get on Game Pass. A lot more. And I... It, yeah. It's like, it's surprising, but at the same time, it's not. Because, you know, if you don't know anything about a game, you're not going to buy it, right? But you see it on Game Pass, and then you're like, well, I, I want to support the dev, and I'm, I'm going to buy it. I know a lot of people that do that, too, so... Yeah. Yeah, so I, Game Pass, I think, is really good for everybody, and it's it's one of those rare win-win scenarios where 
the devs and the publishers and you know Xbox wins, but us as the consumers and gamers also win. So yeah, I, I think that's just really cool. We've seen, I think it was at E3 18, where we saw somebody talk about this, and he was a developer for a smaller game, and he was because it was when um, Fallout 4 hit Game Pass, right? Okay. And he said he loves when games like Fallout 4 hit Game Pass. Like the the first thought is like, oh, everybody's just gonna go play that and not play these other games. He said no. Everybody loves it when Fallout 4 hits Game Pass because now so many people so many more people go spend that ten dollars and then they discover their game. Whereas they never would have. They never would have thought twice about, you know, spending twenty five dollars or twenty dollars on their game. But now in Game Pass, like it's free and it's like, oh, this might be cool. You try it out and you end up loving it. And then the next game that developer puts out, you're like, oh, I know them. Yeah. They made this other game that was really fun. I'm going to buy this because I want to support them. And it's just such a good move for them. It's such a like consumer and developer friendly. It's an industry friendly move for Xbox to lead this way. And I really wish more console makers would do it. Yeah, but- it's, it's funny because I, I wrote an article about... How Xbox was the most consumer-friendly like console, mm-hmm. dev, and yeah, I uh, I got a lot of comments on that one, um, and they weren't so friendly. <laughs> no, well, here's the thing. See, we talked about this week on Twitter a little bit, and somehow it came up, and like somebody responded. A pony came in and said, you know, well, Sony could do the same thing anytime they want. They could do Game Pass anytime they want to. Well, why haven't they? Yeah, that's yeah. uh, that's that's Reggie's cousin um sean you know yeah. purple rainbow he's a pink rainbow unicorn yeah, right um so there you go <laughs> for those it's, of you who are new to the show we once had someone just you know we we're talking about uh virtual was, console right yeah and how it was nintendo announced it was going away and we we're we we're giving Graham a hard time and he's just like well you don't know it could come back they could come back and just call it something different you don't know <laughs> that's how we decided oh yeah we'll just call it purple rainbow unicorn because you know there's no evidence of it. In fact, they said they're not going to do it, but, you know, you never know. So, same thing here. Like, Sony, why, why don't you do this? Like, why don't you embrace? Because at the beginning of last gen, or the current gen, I, I'm, I'm so conditioned already calling it last gen. Sony did embrace indie games more than Xbox did. Xbox started the idea at Xbox program, like, I think I want to say like a year in. But, uh, Xbox One. But... Sony had a ton of indie games early because it was easier to develop for the PS4. And now we see Microsoft leading the way in getting these teams exposure, getting them ways to put the game into the hands of people to play. And that's what they really want. Like, see, when we see it for our website, we email these people and they're like, absolutely, you want to review code? Have three. You know? And they just want people to play it and talk about it. So events like this are awesome. I love it. So, all right. That is our news. And yep. uh, everybody look forward to that week of July 20th. It's going to be fun. I think we'll see the Xbox uh, first party event that week. So mark that on your calendars. Actually, yeah. you know, people speculated that it was the 23rd. But the more I think about it, I think it's going to be the 21st. Because that's going to lead the kickoff to the demos. It could. But I almost see it as a culmination of that week. 
where we could get some demos of like Halo Infinites or Forzas. Well, it goes the 21st through the 27th, so okay. the 23rd is not the culmination. That is the very All middle right. of it. Fair enough. So, you know, it could also be the show on the 28th or maybe even the 30th. So you could see, you, you're saying you could see it as almost like a keynote for that type of event and week. Okay. All right. Hey, if you're right, you're right. It's, it's two days closer, so I'm all for that. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Uh, Steven, while you have the mic, what can we get new in uh, stores for Xbox this week? Well, I hope you like racing games, because <laughs> we got a couple of them. So, on the 7th, Tuesday, uh, you can get NASCAR Heat 5, and then on the 10th, you can get F1 2020, as well as Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. So, you got two racing games, and then um, most certainly not a racing game. Um, but there you go. You know, if you're a NASCAR fan, you have that, or you like the F1, you, you can race that, or you can just go play Forza Horizon 4. Um, mm. But yeah, those are your, your new releases for the week. All right. You know, Steve, I see speculation rising to that. Forza 8 might not come out this year. There's no chance that that's going to be the case. Well, I think it just depends what what they have. Maybe they decide that Microsoft Flight Sim is enough and you don't need Forza 8 because Microsoft yeah, Flight Sim is going to look that I, much better. I still see Forza 8 being... They've always done it. It's like tradition for them. And I, th- I think the Forza games, for me, have always shown off what a console can do super well for them. And I, I think they're going to want it out front. And the game was supposed to come out last year, and they took last year off. So, yeah, it's very possible. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, what uh, questions do we have? Yeah, we got a few. Uh, first one, Xbox Toss says, The PlayStation conference included several, several games running at a sub-60 frames per second uh, frame rate. Do you think it is a major selling point if Xbox confirms all games are running at 60 FPS or above? Yeah, it's huge, but only for people that want to hear that. I think, you know, we're we're firmly into fanboy console war territory now where, you know, the you're not gonna win over PlayStation fans by with that selling point. You're just not. You're they're gonna say, Oh, it doesn't matter that much and move on. But for anybody in the middle that truly understands what that means, absolutely. But you know, the best thing is it's it's a good service to have for their the, the fan base of Xbox. And the customers, so why not do it? Yeah, and I mean, it, it's already been confirmed that Xbox, that there are games going to be exclusive to the Series X that are not, such as I think it was the Medium, um, but it's not a Xbox-developed exclusive. So any Xbox title will be 60 FPS or more, um, but any, like, any Xbox-developed title, like First Party, but not every game on Xbox will be. But of course, 60 FPS is very nice, like... You, it's very noticeable playing or di- the difference between 30 and 60. Like, I used to not think it was. And then I played Dark Souls on PC where I could toggle between the two. And holy crap, was it a big difference. So, yeah. I mean, having 60 FPS or more is will be will be wonderful. But like Tyler said, it all depends on... Like, it's not going to win fanboys over. No. All right. So, up next, uh, Crypt Empress says, with Microsoft really pushing their backwards compatibility program for the launch of the Series X, how soon do you think they will begin to add more titles to the service, and what games are you expecting, hoping for? They consistently add more titles to it, I think. I mean... It does seem like they get, like, five or six a month. Yeah. um, Although, to be fair, their focus is more on the Game Pass side of things right now, I think. And I know their BC team is probably helping with console 
you know, development touch-ups at this point, I hope. Um, that said, I mean, they, they, they've shown a track record for being really consistent about releasing uh, at least a trickle or a steady flow of, like, backwards-compatible titles throughout the year. So I, I, I'm not worried about that. I would anticipate you. it's not going to be like the the Series X is going to launch and that's it. What you have is what you get. It'll be it'll be longer and it'll be it'll continue to grow. Yeah, you're right. I misread this and I was thinking Game Pass, not PC. It's not five to six a month, but yeah, there is a, a steady trickle. Is there any mm-hmm. games though that you want to see? Like I want to see NCAA Football 14, but that's never going to happen. Yeah, on that same not, note, not I want to. I want rules, different reasons. I mean. Yeah, I want to play WWE SmackDown versus Raw like 2007, mm-hmm. but again, not gonna happen because I think THQ doesn't exist anymore. And no, they do not. So yeah, I don't know, but that that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And it won't. Um, all right, next one up, KC um, with NBA 2K21 reportedly not having an upgrade option to the next gen consoles. Do you think other publishers will follow suit and decide to not let players only buy a game once? Some will. Um, I think most, though, are going to go the smart delivery route. And I know there's an argument to be made for, you know, it's a smart thing to do as a business. But I would argue, no, it's not. In the short term, it is. Unfortunately, most businesses only think short term. In the long term, it's not the best thing to do. You want, right now, to build customer loyalty, especially in a time where, uh, Stephen, I'm going to say it, in these uncertain times... Where, like, people are going to remember who took care of them. Who gave them that all Rancho speaker. Who made things just a little bit easier for them. People are going to remember that. And people are going to remember who didn't. So you want to get short term and say that extra, you know, 60 bucks or 30, 40 bucks is really important to us. We want it. It's fine. Enjoy it now. But but I, I think gamers are going to remember who put them in a position where they had to do that and who didn't. Yeah. So that's my answer. Yeah. Um, I do think there might be a couple more, um, off the top of my head, Activision's the big one, but I think it's just going to depend on what games come out. Like, I don't know what smart delivery is going to look like come 2021, you know, in the fall. Um, and how many people have upgraded to the new consoles or, and all, all that fun stuff. That's a fair question, Stephen. When do you think is, when would you say is a reasonable cutoff to say, you know what, if you don't have it by now, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Um, well, I think it's just when they stop making the games for both consoles. So obviously when do you think that should be two years. Yeah. And I, well, Xbox already said everything will come out on both for the Till 2022. Yeah. Um, so I think that's fair. Two years is, is a good amount of time mm-hmm. to, to get over if you really want to want to switch. I think well, there'll be... Especially since they're going to like wait till seemingly Halloween to put a price on these things. Yeah. Um, I could see third-party devs not doing it in 2021, especially mm-hmm. towards the end of 2021. Um so it just depends on whether or not their third-party developers and publishers are making games for both or if they just go, it's exclusive to the new new consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, some games, they do that, and some games, they don't. You know, We saw games being released on the PS3, 
Was it the PS2? Like, towards the end of the PS3 cycle? Although games still got released on PS2, like, midway through this generation. Especially sports games. Yeah, so... Yep. Yeah, it all depends. Um, I don't think EA is going to do it for the next gen of, like, Madden or FIFA. I mean, all their games come out in the fall anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. I don't think for Madden 21, FIFA mm-hmm. 21, or NHL 21... Um, or I 22, yeah. I mean. I don't blame anybody that has a next fall fall 2021 release for not doing that, uh, smart delivery. I don't blame anyone for not doing it. I think it's during this window this year, in early next year, where it matters. Yeah. Um, do you think Call of Duty will do it? Because that's going to be the big test. No, they're Activision. They're just as bad as 2K, if not worse. Yeah. Man, there's part of me that hopes they do, but part of me thinks they won't. And that's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, yeah. That's even if we're getting a new Call of Duty um, this True. this year, and we're <laughs> they uh, would have announced by now. They usually have announced by now. True. Um, it'll be interesting. It's um, really interesting because no Battlefield this year either. So yeah. yeah. So luckily for that's probably really good for Halo because if you're a shooter fan yeah. like an FPS fan, yep. like that might be your only new option. So that could help xbox out tremendously um but last question from i hope i'm not butchering this la qualasi la qualasi maybe i don't know something like that um says uh what was the first video game you remember playing Hmm. this one's easy for me um because i have two so the first one on handheld was a game boy advance game it was a rocket power game i don't remember the exact title of it um but it was rocket power game for the game boy advance the first console game i played was for the gamecube that was the first console i ever owned was harry potter quidditch world cup okay so do arcades count here uh i'm going with with consoles um actually the very first pc game like besides the children one because i you know i had like the reader rabbit games um, was probably triple play baseball 2000 so those uh, are my three sorry uh what about you okay. i would say arcades don't but i mean okay. if you want well, i'll give an arcade answer anyway and then i'll give you the console one so I, I, vi- I have vivid memories as a kid and like a young kid of you know think like pizza hut the indoor dining area um okay. but it was a different restaurant i think it was still pizza and it had the Star Wars, like, sit-down cabinet. Where it was, you were, like, sat down in the fully enclosed thing, you know? Sure. And did the Death Star Trench run. So that's the first thing I really remember playing. And I was probably, like, six, five. Somewhere in those, in that range. Um, the first console I had was... Uh, um, NES, and I got it at the super end of the cycle. The, the Super Nintendo might have already been out. I didn't know, you know. Um, but I got the pack that had Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt in it, so it had the gun and whatever. And so I think Super Mario Brothers was the first one I played, ever. And I think uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out was the first one I actually ever like truly fell in love with. Yeah, Although I love Duck Hunt too. Yeah, I don't remember, like, what order, because I know I had played, like, Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball on the N64 um, at my friend's house, and maybe even my uncle's house. Um, So there were, like, video games. It's just the first one I remember owning myself 
that was not a PC game was the 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 Game Boy Advance and Rocket Power. Okay. Um, right, that's fair. But yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, those like those kids games, the Reader Rabbit and whatever the follow up was, like the Learning Company, like those were really fun and you you know you learn stuff in them like you mm. it, you practice your reading and your your math skills and like as a kid you're you know your parents love that crap because you know it you know it teaches you something but they, they actually were decently fun too so I, I i don't know why they don't have those anymore but maybe they should but whatever all right but that's gonna do it for questions um, Tyler, it is the first week of July, it so is. you know what that means? It means that this month is the Xbox event. It also means we're doing a giveaway. Right, for June. We started mm-hmm. our questions back up then, um, had a, had a, a decent amount, um, and we, we rolled for the winner, so congratulations, Steven43448983, uh, that's their Twitter handle. Um, if that's you, send us a, a message on, on Twitter. You can tag us, or are our DMs open, Tyler? I, I'm pretty sure yes, they are. Yes, they are. Um, DMs are open. So you can, you can DM us, you can add us, whatever you want to do, um, okay. and claim your prize. Remember, everyone, it, you have to claim your prize. So if you don't, then you, you, don't, you don't get the prize. We're you not just going to send it to you. Forfeit prize. But we still thank you for yes. your uh, support. Right, and the only exception to that is if you're a patron. Mm-hmm. Patron, if you're your a patron, patron, we will reach out to you. So. Yes, so that's one added bonus of being a patron. It is, and one more added bonus is for being a patron. Late later in the year, uh, we have something really cool planned. Correct, and it's uh, we can't talk about it quite yet. Still working on a few things, but um, being a patron will help you in the endeavor to secure said really cool thing. So if you want to help support us go do that patreon.com slash generation xbox and for as little as two dollars a month you'll have you know maybe a bit easier time maybe um in securing said really cool thing anyway that steven i think is going to do it for 218 yes Let's wrap this up. Get out of here. We'll be back next week with 219, everybody. Until then, have a great week. Check out GenerationXbox.com for all the latest in all things Xbox and read the articles. Um, we we have a team who works really hard on putting some good stuff together, so we'd love to have you visit. Check it out. Join. Tell your friends. Send links to your friends. Annoy the hell out of them. Just make them click on it. Um, you know, if it costs you a friendship or two, but gets us more clicks, that's cool. <laughs> so Yeah, there's a couple, you know, new reviews out. Uh, Colt Canyon... Real Politics, as I mentioned, the Desperados Review and SpongeBob SquarePants. There's a couple articles on what Xbox can do to win next gen and like why it's okay to not like a great game. And finally, there's a couple like rewind looks at the Castlevania Collection and the Mega Man Collection. Yeah, so if you like old stuff that you can experience on the Xbox One, that's a really good series for you. We generally have that out towards the end of every single week. And then lots of other stuff going on too. And we'll have more and more as we go as we get closer to the Xbox event and then obviously as we hit the season so all right that's really it this time for 218 we'll be back next week with 219 until everybody have a great week stay safe play great games and we will talk to you soon bye-bye